0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 666 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What is going on everyone? Happy Monday. We turn the page to a new week, but before we do, I got a question for you. Who let the dogs out yesterday? Is this the real Caesars Palace? Unbelievable, guys. We went into this year really focusing on dogs and unders to start the season. There's a kind of really good theory and thought process behind it. Obviously, you know, we, we've seen uh, unders do very well historically because the defense is ahead of the offense. It takes timing with offense. And then dogs tend to do very, really well in September basically because the, lev- the playing field is very level here. We don't really know who's good and who's bad. Public perceptions tend to overvalue certain teams, creating good by low value on the opponents. And then we get into the week and went into yesterday, and boy, it was a banner day for dogs, guys. And unders continued to grind. But real quick, you know, looking back toward yesterday, and I want to do, again, our, our autopsy. I think every Monday it's important when you finish up an NFL Sunday, don't just, hey, had a great day, which uh, probably a lot of you did. I had uh, one person tweet out that they had the uh, the best NFL weekend uh, of, in a while here because I think they got down on a lot of dogs but hey, you do well. You don't just, you know, you're not just happy and turn the page and bet for next week. Uh, you don't, if you're doing poorly or you have a tough day, you don't just, you know, throw it away, flush it, and just kind of ignore it. You always want to learn from your mistakes and learn from your strengths as well. Like, was there a play that maybe, you know, you were leaning on and you said, hey, this reason is why this one little nugget is why it took them. They end up covering. Okay, I'll make sure when I see that again, I'll take advantage. Or maybe I laid off in something won, or maybe I laid off in it lost. I think again, you win, you lose, you tread water. You always want to kind of look back at your plays and kind of figure out, hey, what did I get right? What did I get wrong? And how can I apply that moving forward? Because again, if you have a great Sunday, which I'll get to all these stats in a second here with these dogs and these unders, and we'll get to our Monday night football game for tonight. Uh, also looking toward one baseball game today. There's really not a lot of sweats, but I have a lot of random different things to talk to you guys about today. Uh, but I think it's important, you know, that you have this model and this blueprint and you can try to try to get better, continue to get sharper. I, I've been saying a long time ago, try to get 0.01% sharper every single day. And that means, you know, looking back at your plays and trying to glean as much info as you can from them and learn about yourself as a better. Because I think this is another thing, like always track your bets. If you don't track your bets, then you're not going to uh, realize that, hey, there's a filter and different apps allow you to kind of look at, oh, specifically, how do I do on favorites or dogs or home teams or road teams or overs or unders? So maybe something jumps out to you like, man, I'm, you know, I'm treading water on my favorites. I'm not doing very well, but my unders are crushing it. These little things are important. And again, I think yesterday was a, just a banner, a banner day for all the things that we talk about here on the pod. But here are the stats guys. Unbelievable. Dogs were barking so loud. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much deaf in my ear because they were barking so loud yesterday, but dogs yesterday. And again, always follow Dave Tooley. My colleague at VEASAN does a great job. He's one of the sharpest guys I know, and he always recaps. I think, which is great for betters. You know, just what how things uh, you know you know shook out the previous day. Uh, So he was talking about just update here. Dogs, eight and six straight up, eight straight uh, straight up wins, but nine four and one ATS. Uh, again, unbelievable here with these dogs covering, my Patriots couldn't cover sadly. But uh and Mac Jones is now severely hurt, crying and screaming as he goes down the tunnel. So probably can flush down another Patriots season down the toilet. But anyway, uh dogs now 28 and 18 against the spread with one push, 61%. Unders. Unders were 8 and 6 yesterday. Not as great, you know, as we saw these these dogs obviously, but unders have just grinded out a profitable week every single week all 3 weeks. So unders are now 30 and 17, 64%. You know, I tweeted this out to just kind of you know, jump piggyback on Dave Tooley and just kind of look at some systems that I'm monitoring. One in particular, dog, in which the line stays the same or moves in their favor. So if you open plus three and you close plus three or you open plus three and you close plus two, plus one, line, basically the line doesn't go away from you because going away from you would indicate a little bit of respect to money on your opponent. But when the line stays the same or moves toward a dog, those teams are 12-5 and five against the spread, 71%. So you just picked up a 10% increase in your cover rate just by looking at the line either staying the same or moving toward a dog, uh, dog who missed the playoffs last season. This was kind of a you know kind of a late evolving thing for me because I always try to look at my database. Let's try try different things. Let's look at you know maybe different angles here. But this one kind of makes sense. If you're a dog, number one, the public doesn't want to bet you. They are you know psychologically biased toward betting favorites. But the fact that you missed the playoffs the previous season. That's kind of that recency bias where the public says not only are you a dog and expected to lose, but also you didn't make the playoffs last year, so you're a bad team. So how can I bet on you? Those dogs who missed the playoffs last season—they're now 23 and 8. That is a uh, that is a 74% cover rate ATS so far this season. Uh, and then unders, 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 unders—they're not sexy. Again, it's not fun to you know root for you know punts and three and outs and chewing up the clock and going for it and turning it over, but. Unders are really the way to go because there's such a public bias toward wanting to sweat these higher-scoring games. Unders, uh, Divisional unders in particular, 14-3, 82%. Primetime unders, 7-2, 78%. So a few of these just numbers here really jumping out to us, but I think overall, guys, dogs unders. I think if you listen to this podcast, whether you were from Episode 1, uh, whether you were an old hangout boy back in the day at my previous job, uh, or whether you were uh, you know tuning in in Episode 660, I think the first thing you're going to learn about this pod and the way I approach betting is from a contrarian angle, it's going to mean that you're typically going to look at dogs and unders uh, because the public loves favorites and overs. So it's just great to see here. And it's not just like, oh, and I think contrarian, I think it's a loaded word sometimes. Like some people think, oh, you just blindly go against what everyone's doing. Well, you do go against what everyone else is doing, but, and again, I'm kicking myself uh, again. I, I fell into another trap there. I did it with the Steelers and I did it with the 49ers yesterday. And again, congrats to anyone on Broncos, but, I think the point with contrarian is it's not just go against everyone just for the sake of going against everyone. There's a theory behind it because when the public uh, does well, dogs uh, basically when when the public wins, it's because favorites and overs come through. But as we know, the public more often than not in the long run loses. The house always wins. And where does the house want to be? On those unders and on those dogs because that's typically where the contrarian play is. So, again, dogs, unders, banner day yesterday. Uh, we, we were you know, focusing on this throughout the pod pretty much on all sports. The one sport that I bet a lot of favorites is NHL. Uh, so, by the way, for those who are excited about the return of NHL, I just looked at my live odds page. We have NHL lines up, baby. They're preseason. I'm not going to bet preseason. But anytime you have a sport right around the corner and then the lines, when like, you look at your board, and it's completely empty for like five months. And now I see uh, the Rangers, the Vegas Knights, Seattle, Edmonton, my Bruins. It's like getting excited for NHL. But the point there is there's no public really in the NHL. So favorites to me, uh, you're not really going contrarian by taking favorites. That Typically, that's sometimes just a sharp move. NBA, you know, I'm also getting NBA lines up here uh, with the season, uh, preseason starting here, what, on the 30th, so about four days from now, so excited about that. NBA, do look toward dogs, I I bet some overs in the NBA as well, um, just because I look at some certain pace situations, but again, the whole point being, most heavily bet sports, I want to go dogs, I want to go unders, and that's what we really saw come through yesterday uh, in the NFL, so you love to see it, woof woof, they were getting after it yesterday. Uh, but real quick, just an update before we then do our teachable moments, you know, recap of yesterday, a couple games in particular. I'm kicking myself on. I'm actually kicking myself. I didn't play more dogs than I did or more unders than I did, but that's okay. Uh, but looking back toward Friday, Friday was a nice bounce-back day, guys. Looking on the Friday pod, uh, we went 5-2 and two plus 1.95 units. So that was the night where we had a really nice under, a snooze fest there with Boise State. We got that under. Uh, it was a good baseball day with San Fran, Cleveland, Tampa Bay. And Philly, so good day there. Good day in college football. Uh, four and two. Couldn't get Iowa State and UNC, those dog to fave line moves, which we loved. But TCU, Minnesota, Texas AM, and the big one. The Beavers, baby. The Beavers made a dam around that spread and they wouldn't let uh, they wouldn't let USC get through. But a great teachable moment there where if it looks so sharp, and this was another thing, like I know I'm rambling today, guys, because honestly, I just have the Monday night game and one baseball game in terms of sweats today, but I think this is important. I'm also going to give you some good news here in a second in terms of some awards, Uh, but I think the the point there with that Oregon State game, it was the same exact thing that we saw from Oklahoma and from Nebraska, where, again, everyone was on uh, uh, Oklahoma. The line fell to Nebraska. They were like 10% bets, huge discrepancy with money. Nebraska gets rolled, and you're like, okay, how can I follow that model if you know you're telling me it's so sharp, and then they get blown out, you kind of question it, and you're like, you you kind of let that one game sample kind of sometimes blind you or make you feel like, hey, it, that happened last time, so I'm not going to believe this sharp action next time I see it. But again, you play the sharp action every time you see it because that was a perfect example with Oregon State. Remember, there's seven down to like five and a half. Some books even even open as high as like ten or thirteen. I saw a David Purdom article. I never really saw that number, but either way, everyone was on USC line kept going to Oregon State. So, again, you, I don't think you wanted to let that you know, uh, debacle there with Nebraska make you question that sharp move. It came through there with the Beavers, which was fantastic to see. Uh, NFL, the plays we were talking about, I'm kicking myself a bit. Uh, the Patriots obviously couldn't get it done. The Jets, Jets got rolled. Houston pushed. Arizona lost. Uh, the one that I really love, or Detroit came through, which was nice. The one I really love, though, was Miami. That was a perfect teachable moment. I was doing the, uh, the sweat there for DraftKings yesterday. And what's pretty cool is like, we have a production meeting. I got to get there at 8am, which is actually nice because Boston's usually madness, but Sunday morning, everyone's drunk and hung over. The roads are completely empty. I can go right to Berkeley street in the DraftKings studio and find street parking. That's free on Sunday. So it's kind of awesome, but we do our production meeting and they always ask for your best bet to start the show. So I had like uh, – I really like the Patriots. Um, I really like the the Lions. And I actually like the Cardinals quite a bit. I know they didn't cover either. And that got down to like three at some shops. But I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with my best bet? And Miami became my favorite play for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, that line got down when I was looking that Sunday morning. Five and a half down to four and a half. Some books even were creeping down to four. But I saw a tweet come out that basically Buffalo's secondary – they're pretty much starting all six-round picks with no experience. Miami, obviously, great ATS as a dog. Two and now nine and three ATS. The Heat of Buffalo going to uh, Miami, a Northeast team going down south. Again, with uh, my Patriots, it's always a struggle there. Uh, but yeah, and then just the love for Buffalo. You know, selling high in a team that everyone loves. I love them too. But when I kept seeing that thing fall, and this is another testament to late movement. I got to get behind that. So Miami did come through 2-0 and with, uh, with my DraftKings best bets here. So I'm, uh, hopefully I can uh, you know keep this thing going here right now. But Miami did come through. But I am kicking myself for not taking too many or not taking enough dogs. I would say San Fran. I've done this twice now. I'm kicking myself. It's been a good NFL year. But, like, um, I don't kick myself too much for the Steelers. Uh, they had a lot of system matches. They had kind of late buyback. But the pure contrarian play came through with the Browns. San Fran, Denver, I love that dog-to-fave line move to San Fran. The pure contrarian play with Denver came through. I mean, it was an 11-10 game. It was basically a baseball game. It was like the – what was it the other day? I think it was the uh, the Orioles and the Houston Astros, was like a 13-12 game. Uh, but, again, the important thing there was some books were San Fran minus one and a half got down to one. So if you bought low on Denver, you came through there. But uh, either way, guys, not bad at all in terms of Friday and the weekend. So let's, let's see if we can keep it rolling here. Uh, in terms of just a couple games I just wanted to highlight – um, number one, uh, which was it? I wanted to, to, to let me double check this one. Um, oh, the Colts, the Colts were a really sharp play that I know a lot of people love. You may have taken the Colts. Uh, that was important because again, late movement, you know, a lot of those books open as high as at one point, like minus six and a half minus seven chiefs got all the way down to four and a half. No one was on Indy. It was all KC money. Line kept going toward Indy. So, again, teachable moment with late movement, consistent. That's the thing with movement. You want it to be consistent with no buyback. Tells you that even though it's moving, there could still be some value there. The other one was the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one was really interesting because, you know, I woke up, I drove into DraftKings, and the Jags got down to getting three and a half. And I'm like, okay, it's all about Herbert. You know, you can walk a tightrope and take the 3.5 thinking Herbert may be out. It's probably going to get down to a pick If he's in, it's going to creep back up. It crept back up all the way to Chargers minus 6.5. But I think that's a dance with the one who brung you play. Whether you got a bad Jacksonville 3.5, you got a better number. Uh, That was kind of a play against Herbert being kind of banged up there. So anyone on Jags, congrats. The ones that I'm kicking myself for are Green Bay and Atlanta. Those were like the carbon copy, same exact play, where Green Bay was plus 3 down to plus 1. Atlanta was plus 3 down to plus 1. Obviously, both Green Bay and Atlanta went out right there. So another teachable moment where you open 3, get down to 1. The the one thing is not like uh, the Eagles there Monday night, uh, where they were 3 down to 1, but then they crept back up to 3. When you're three down to one and there's kind of no buyback, I would say there was a little bit on Tampa Bay, so I wouldn't kick yourself if you took Brady. I was actually leaning buying low there on Tampa Bay. I didn't. I just stayed away from that game completely. I, I like the under there. It came through again. where well, they scored 26 points. Um, but the point being there, you know, that was Tampa minus one back up to one and a half. So there was an indication of maybe some tiny little you know Eagles kind of Monday night um, buyback there. Uh, Atlanta's the one that, again, I'm like, why didn't I take Atlanta? I guess it was because I think I saw they were getting 60% bets or something like that. Uh, but we did see them go from three to one. And those are the little things that I think you want to keep an eye out for. And then again, Denver, the pure contrarian play. So either way, guys, the big, uh, you know, again, I know it's kind of a, a long spiel on a Monday, but we don't have a ton of sweats to get to. We got Monday night. I got one baseball game. But I think the, the more important or the most important thing to take away from yesterday and so far betting the NFL and really just overall, is that NFL betting, dogs and unders, dogs and unders, dogs and unders. Are they going to come through every time? Of course not. But that's kind of where you're going to go into these games leaning. Again, you want the data to to support you, but the thought processes behind it, the most heavily bet sport, the love for favorites and overs, dogs and unders are the way to go. Just been great here yesterday and to start the season. Uh, And then uh, real quick before we do our housekeeping, just some updates on some futures prices. Uh, Number one, Heisman, C.J. Stroud. Remember, we were going into the season. We talked about this on Market Insights, uh, I don't know, maybe like August or something like that, but it was kind of Stroud and Bryce Young who were kind of neck and neck, but then it flipped. Young was the early fave, then Stroud became the fave. I jumped on Stroud at plus 325. I look today, Stroud's plus 150. So let's go Stroud, win that Heisman. But What I'm really excited about, guys, some of these MLB awards. Number one, Justin Verlander. I got nervous because Darush's guy, Dylan Cease, was kind of making a move there, uh, but got Verlander. Uh, I think I got him like plus 210. He is now minus 1,600 to win the Psy. So let's go Verlander. You also look at Sandy Alcantara. Uh, I think I got him like minus 135, something like that. Somewhere around like minus 100, minus 115. Um, But Sandy Alcantara, now minus 10,000. So let's go Sandy. Our big guy, Julio Rodriguez, is off the board. That means they're not taking any more money for uh, American League Rookie of the Year. So that's a good sign that he's probably going to wrap that thing up. And then the one that I'm really excited about, that kind of was uh, mentioned and talked about on the pod uh, is Michael Harris, the center fielder there for Atlanta. Remember, it was uh, it was kind of a great crazy award with so many different favorites, but Spencer Strider for quite a bit was the favorite in that one. And then Michael Harris had some late movement. Well, Michael, Michael Harris, uh, who I jumped on, I think at plus 115, he's now minus 350. So let's go, Harris. So some good news for some of these futures bets that we talked about on Market Insights. Let's cash some of those. Uh, but anyway, guys, a lot to get to. I actually say that out of uh, out of habit. There's not a ton to get to, I'll be honest with you. But we got Monday Night Football. I do have one baseball bet that caught my eye. And, again, there's only four games. Like, what's going on today in baseball? You only give me four games on a Monday? There's 15 tomorrow? Can you give me, like, seven or eight today? Whoever scheduled these games, come on, man. Uh, of course, uh, you know, who is it again? Uh, Manfred, another, another. We'll blame Manfred. We can blame him for everything. Uh, but, anyway, guys, a lot to get to before we do. Real quick housekeeping, if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. Just go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter. All you got to do is plug in your email, and then as soon as you do, you'll wake up to my, uh, my Market Insights column every single morning. Great pro content from all the people at VEASAN who you know and love and put out great information every single day. Uh, we have our... Um, Recap of yesterday, Steve Mackinnon's got some great info. We have Matty Humans and Dave Tooley's uh, plays for it today. We have our new VEASAN prop analyzer, which is really cool, highlighting Ezekiel Elliott uh, rushing yards um, to the under and Michael Gallup to the over, but I think Gallup has actually ruled out for this one. Excuse me, that's a new, uh, cool new feature of the VEASAN pro account. Uh, and then a ton of football coverage, and a look, an early look toward NFL or college football week five. Uh, so sign up. Get all this great info every single day, VEASAN.com slash newsletter. And if you're looking to become a better, better, uh, which is always the goal, I think we should always strive to be a better, better. A good craftsman never blames his tools. You need good info, data, information, advice, expertise uh, from betters who have been in the game a while and have proven to be successful long-term. Well, you can become a VEASAN member. It costs less than 70 cents a day. Just go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You'll get all of our articles behind the paywall. Uh, You will also get um, all of our VEASAN Pro Benefits, our Pro Tools, the bet splits, the pro picks, all the best bets from everybody at VEASAN, the actionable tips, which I think are great, along with all of our uh, promos for legal sports books and everything else you need to help you make a smart bet. So that's VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Then get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting convo never ends. Of course, it's important for late breaking news, injuries, things that could affect our bet. Uh, also creating a gambling community, being able to uh, you know communicate, direct message other people, hey, what do you think about the, the Niners. Oh, I like the, the you know dog to fave line move, but hey, they're kind of becoming trendy, and the line's coming back to Denver. I'm going to go Denver. Okay, I'm going uh, San Fran anyway. That kind of thing is really important. You can uh, kind of figure out who's who has uh, you know who knows what they're doing and who isn't. And then, again, you can kind of bounce ideas off each other, and it's always great to help so, uh, someone else help them win a bet because it's going to come back one day, and you're, you're going to help them win a bet. They're going to help you make a bet, so it's kind of a good community here. And I think we all want to be rooting for each other. I hate when you know someone loses and people dunk on that person. It's like, hey, do you think they tried to lose? No, betting's hard. Uh, so, again, I think we all want everybody to win here. Uh, but, uh, get on Twitter, follow at Live. You can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, josh at VEASAN.com. So with that being said, after an epic dog and under weekend, will there be a dog and under tonight? Well, here, uh, spoiler alert, narrator, uh, he he hopes so. Uh, I, I guess that's the the point here. But Dallas and the Giants. Let's talk through this game tonight, guys. Uh, 8:15 p.m. Eastern time, Monday Night Football, as always. I've been waiting all day for Monday night. Uh, what jumped out to me is just this consistent movement toward the Dallas Cowboys. This is actually very similar. If you look at the bet split and they're not the bet split, but the line movement, it reminds me of Green Bay yesterday. Going from three to one. It reminds me of Atlanta yesterday going from three to one. So I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys here. I was waiting to see if the Giants were going to become like that Eagles, you know, open three down to one, you know, bottom out at one, and then start to creep back up. But there really isn't any indication of that. I saw one book go to one and a half, but for all intents and purposes, the lines pretty much stayed at one. So uh, maybe there will be buyback later in the day. I hope not. I actually you know, hope this thing gets down to a pick them. We'll see where this thing goes from here. But I'm going to take the Cowboys, guys. Number one, consistent movement in their favor. They opened getting three. They're down to one. That tells me that they took a lot of respected money at plus three, two and a half, two, one and a half. Now you're down to one. Um, and they match eight. So number another thing here is, like, the Cowboys are not getting 80% of bets. Jerry Jones, America's team, they're not a huge public play here. Uh, if you look at the bet split um, at DraftKings, only 43% of bets are on the Cowboys. So this is kind of a good thing because, uh, you know, that line movement late toward the Steelers – I was always worried because they were still getting 65%. You know, I liked the the Niners yesterday, but I was still worried because they were getting a majority of bets. This line's going to Dallas without being a huge public play. And why? Because it's Cooper Rush. The public, even though Cooper Rush is 2-0 straight up in ATS, uh, again, small sample size, but the guy's proven that he's not terrible. Hopefully he plays well tonight. Um, But the point being, it's not a huge public play. Dallas isn't getting 90%, 80%, 70%. They're actually, by definition, contrarian, only getting... 43% 43% of bets here. So I like that. I like the consistent movement toward Dallas. We just talked about the fact that you have such um, you know, great dog systems right now, dogs in general just doing fantastic. Um, but I have a lot of matches here on Dallas. So if you look at uh, primetime dogs, uh, primetime dogs historically, 57% ATS the last, uh, le- since 2019. Road dogs, 56% ATS the last three years. Dogs who made the playoffs the previous year, 57%. Divisional dogs. Again, it's always important here in a divisional game take the points because that built in familiarity, it levels the playing field. So you kind of know what to expect. You know, the opposing team, the opposing matchup, you know, coaching tendencies, the stadium, all that kind of stuff. So again, you take the dog with the points because it's a more level playing field than playing a team outside of your division dogs. As we mentioned overall, 61% Uh, short road dogs, three or less. Again, this is another one that I love 57% since 2019. And then conference dogs, six or less. I know that's kind of a higher, you know, benchmark there, but, uh, those are 60% ATS, uh, since 2019 as well. So I have a ton of dogs here on Dallas. Also a dog low total. Um, I know you're only getting one, but the total is 39. So it's not like there's a total of 50 where more points scored makes it easier. Not a guarantee, never a guarantee, but easier for that favorite to cover such a tight game, low scoring game. Maybe it's 17, 14, maybe it's 20 to 20 to 17. One of those kind of games. Um, but I, I would be, uh, you know, looking at that value correlative betting wise, with a dog and a low total. So you add it all up, guys. We got dogs crushing it. We have a big move toward Dallas. We have no buyback on the G men. Dallas isn't a big public play. We have all these system matches here with the Cowboys. I'm going with the boys, baby. We them boys. We them boys. I'm on the Cowboys plus one. Uh, you could say, hey, just win the damn game. You know, you're looking at uh, money line here, Dallas like minus 105. Uh, you look at Giants minus 115. But you could go minus 105 save five cents of juice, or you could take the point and only pay five cents more of juice, you know, at plus one minus minus one ten. So I'll take the point. Something weird happens. You lose by one, you push a money line you would lose. And again, I don't think it's a huge difference in the juice anyway. So I am on Dallas plus one. Let's go boys. I'm also going to walk the tightrope. I don't love doing this. I don't love playing, you know, both sides of a game. But when you keep knocking me over the head with these dogs and unders, and I now have a, a sharp dog move, we also have a sharp under move. So I'm gonna go under here as well, guys. Give me the under 39 and a half. Shop around. The importance of having multiple outs. Some books are at 39 and a half. A lot are down to uh, uh, down to 39. If you can find a 39 and a half, I take it. If not, I'll go under 39 here. Uh, but a lot of reasons like this under. We just mentioned how these unders are doing so great here this season. Uh, but also movement toward this under. It's notable because if you look at the bet split at slash splits 61 percent of bets are on the over I think the public just sees a total of 40 and they're like geez that is so low it's got to go over and of course the you know the the love for betting and rooting you know positively in a, in a way for points instead of a negative way for you know less points um even though it's so low it's fallen 40 down to 39 and a half or 39 now so you have some reverse line movement to the under divisional unders that's been great 14 and three it's been unbelievable here um you also have a windy under. So it's not crazy. It's going to be a nice night at MetLife. It's going to be about 65 degrees, but the wind is blowing uh, about 10 miles an hour. So, again, we'll take a little bit of wind. It's always the friend of an under here. Um, That divisional under, sorry, the windy under 10 miles an hour or more, last decade is around 55%. Primetime under 7 and 2. You also have, have a system called windy divisional unders that drop. That's 58%. Uh, since 2019. And then the other one is here. I mentioned this in my tweet, but uh, I don't know if I did or didn't, but unders that fall. Very simple. It's almost like the dog that stays the same or has the line move in their favor. The, the under, which either stays the same, but in this case falls and long, as long as it doesn't rise. Uh, Cause that may be an indication of respected money going over. As long as it falls, at least the half point. So 40 to 39 and a half, 40 to 39, uh, those are 17 and 9 this year, 65%. So uh yeah it all up, guys. We gotta move toward Dallas. We got a big sharp play here to the under. I'm going under, I'm going Dallas. Give me Dallas plus one and give me the under 39 and a half or thirty-nine. And I'm sure someone out there is thinking, hey, parlay it, right? Nope, absolutely not. I ain't parlaying it. I hope it wins. If you do, uh, but again, you go one and one, you lose your parlay. You go one and one, you just eat the juice here. But uh, again, if you do, I hope you win. But as we all know, I don't need to get on my soapbox about why parlays are a sucker bet. They're the penny slots of sports betting. Obviously, they make a killing for the books. It's hard for the uh, the betters to win. And why do they promote them? You know, on Twitter, why do these uh, all these sports books Twitter accounts promote the parlays and the guy who won? Because they want you to keep betting them because they're making a killing. But either way, guys, I'm on Dallas plus one, and I'm on the under. We'll call it 39 here because that's the most widely available number. Uh, we're not gonna take a break because I don't have too much for you today, guys. Again, it's, just, it's just a slow day. It's actually a really nice day. It's like 75 degrees in Boston. Um, so, uh, you know, it feels like, it felt like, you know, falls in the air and now it's like, okay, they're giving me a couple more days of summer, which is great. Uh, but anyway, um, so what I'm getting at is go, go for a walk, go take, I'm gonna take Metal Pup for a walk after this, but uh, there's not a lot of sweats. So the only other sweat that caught my eye, Baltimore and Boston, uh, MLB game tonight, seven ten p.m. It's, there's only four games overall. None of them really caught my eye except this, uh, this Orioles-Red Sox game. Uh, what's notable to me, Sharp move toward Baltimore. Give me the plus money on the O's. My one bet today, I took the Baltimore Orioles at plus 115. Uh, that was a morning bets pod play. So hopefully you're listening to the morning bets pod because you could have got, could have gotten a plus 115. Now they're down to plus 110. But this one just jumped out to me for a couple of reasons. The line move, uh, this open Red Sox, like minus 135. They're all the way down to minus 120. So the line is going toward Baltimore here. Slight majority of bets, 60%, but they're taking in 74% of the money at DraftKings. So good low bets, higher dollar bet split. Obviously, Baltimore moving plus 125 down, uh, down to plus 110 right now. The pitching matchup I think favors the O's, Jordan Lyles. He's no Cy Young, but he's 11-11 with a 4.50 ERA. But Baltimore is 10-4 in his last 14 starts. Excuse me, facing Connor Seabold, who's 0-3 with a 10.47 ERA. This guy was supposed to – they touted and – I'm a Red Sox fan, obviously, and they've touted this guy for a while in the minors and hasn't really proven much to me. I know Brian Bayo didn't look good, but he's actually pitched really well recently. Uh, but he's pitched – 16 innings in the bigs, four starts. He's given up 19 runs. So I think the edge here is for Baltimore. Uh, you also have Baltimore, um, good correlative betting, a dog-high total. So total this one is 9.5. I was noticing it's a nice night in Boston, and the wind is blowing out like 10 miles an hour to dead center. But yet the total opened 9.5, and, and it's still 9.5, and, and it's not juiced up at all. So I ended up laying off that total. Um, but Baltimore is uh, dog-high total, more expected run scored, more upset opportunities. Uh, also divisional dog and we talk about all the time we just talked about it with uh, the boys uh, but same thing here with with, uh, Baltimore in the division playing someone you're familiar with levels of the playing field Uh, and then motivation you know the Red Sox are eliminated terrible year Hyam Bloom great job like having no first baseman and no outfield all season Uh, really really great move Hyam you act like this the Tampa Bay this is the Boston Rays no this is Boston we we, we actually pay for good players Uh, you know we're not trying to cheap out uh, so maybe High and Bloom should uh, reconsider the way that he approaches things. This is not Tampa Bay. But anyway, my Sox are eliminated. Terrible year. Just pathetic. They do this. They'll go worst to first. Maybe they'll win the World Series next year. Uh, but also, the, um, the Orioles, they're still in it. They're not eliminated. They're only four games back of the last wild card spot. Now, again, we're we're getting close to the end of the season here. So is it is it likely uh, that they make it? No. But they have a reason to continue to play, whereas the Red Sox are eliminated. Really don't have much to play for. And I think if you want a high pick, you probably want to lose these games down the stretch. Also, um, the fade sun in at baseball angle. We can do it. We only have a couple more times to do this. But you play Sunday night, quick turnaround, late night, then you got to travel and play the next day. Betting against those teams has done very well. I don't have a number for you, but I, I would venture to say it's probably 60%. Um, that would be a good spot to fade Boston. So my one bet in MLB. Give me the Orioles. I got them plus 115 from the Morning Bets pod. They're now plus 110. Also, I wanted to mention, uh, I know betting across America, RIP, uh, sadly, uh, no longer a show with me and Pritch. But did anyone listen on betting across America the day when a big prop bet came out about Albert Pujols to hit 700 home runs? I think at the time when Pritch and I were doing the show, I want to say him to get 700 was like plus 750. Plus a Plus 1,000, it was some big number. I don't remember what it was. I had to double-check my account. I, put, I only put one unit. I should have put more. But that's 750. I think I got 750. I want to say that's the number I got. Pujols did it. Two homers, he got 700. So if anyone played that prop to get 700, we can thank Albert Pujols. Also, what's really cool about Pujols, they keep interviewing him with all these home run balls, like these people in the stands who catch you know 698, 699, 700. And they, they expect him to be like, oh, give me the ball. I want the ball. I want to put it in my trophy rack. Pools is so cool. He's like, I don't care about the ball. The fans can keep the ball. Material things don't really matter to me. So Pools continues to be just an awesome guy, awesome player, and now joins the 700 club. Uh, but again, prop bet to that hit that 700, it cashed baby. So we will take it. Uh, there you have it, guys. Another day, another dollar grinding here in the arena. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And again, if you're contrarian based, better in dogs and unders. I know you had a good weekend in the NFL. But a reminder: if you enjoy the Market Insights pod, if it's helped you cash some bets. Uh, again, if you've become a little bit sharper, you've kind of taken your bias and your gut instinct out of it, you're not throwing darts, you've, you have a model now. You have a blueprint. You have some confidence in that. You have a system uh, where, again, you're lo- looking to be more contrarian. You're looking at line movement. You're looking at percentages. Uh, you're trying to take advantage of you know buy low, sell high spots. You look at betting systems, uh, betting percentages. Maybe you're uh, flat betting now instead of parlaying everything. Maybe you're tracking your bets now you never did before. Whatever the case may be, if the pot has helped you in any way, You want to let me know you appreciate the hard work I put in, grinding in the arena with you guys every day. Number one, it's a pleasure, and I'm just proud to do it. But if you want to make my day, make me happy, you had had a huge dog day yesterday, you got 20 bucks left in your pocket, go to Amazon.com, buy a copy of the Everything Guide to Sports Betting, my book. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, how to shop for the best line, how to set up a bankroll management plan, all included in my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Wedding. So if you want to pick one up, it would mean the world to me. If you already have, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. I would really appreciate it. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brooklyn, New Hampshire, Foxwoods, or, Mo- or Mohegan Sun down in uh, Connecticut, before you know it, I know we're waiting, but, hey, I waited five years. What's well, another couple months. Pretty soon I'll see you at the Encore with Julian Edelman and Ben Affleck there. Uh, although we'll probably watch our Patriots continue to lose because, uh, again, they have no offensive coordinator. Now Mac Jones is hurt. But that's okay. Um, hold, hold on. Let me just double check. I didn't even really look at the line there. What are the Patriots at Green Bay? Um, okay, they're a ten-and-a-half-point dog now. They open getting six. So get ready for Brian Hoyer. Can't wait for that. The big one there, Sunday night, KC Tampa Bay. I think if Tampa Bay plus three, Man, that's going to be an ultimate uh, Tom Brady primetime game, dog under, uh, or dog play. But anyway, uh, where did I leave off? Uh, We're breaking handle records every day in the great state of New York. Prop 27, make sure you are registered to vote and ready to vote in the midterm elections. If you're in California, Democrat, Republican, independent, hate politics, you have a reason to vote and show up and make sure you vote yes on Prop 27. Uh, because it's very, very important to get California legal That's going to be a watershed moment, knock on wood, for betting in America. We're out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners, where the lowest juice possible is found. Wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me, and you're going to show me some dog tickets. Uh, Of course, uh, sweating Plays at the South – where did I say? Uh, I just saw this line move here on Miami-Cincinnati, so I was just looking at that. I think it's three. It might be going up to three and a half towards Cincy. Um, Again, I'll probably be two a dog there. We shall see. Uh, But at the – at Stadium Swim, Sutton Sharp train plays with Stormy and the crew. Uh, Sipping pina coladas, getting a victory burger, hanging by the big screen, the Mandalay Bay, of the Superbook. Wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. You're going to show me a lot of unders, and you're going to show me some dogs yesterday. Woof, woof. Uh, you're going to show me a Miami Dolphins, baby. That was my favorite bet of the day yesterday. Coming up huge for the DraftKings show, the sweat. Uh, show me a dog play on Detroit. We had that one sharp attack. I got a six. I was worried it got to six and a half, but Detroit covers that number. How about a late Colts play? Show me a Colts ticket. Um, show me what else we got here. Uh, da, da, da. Jacksonville. Line went away, but still cash with Jacksonville. Show me Green Bay. Show me Atlanta. Um, don't show me Denver. I'm happy for you, but, man, I'm kicking myself for taking San Fran there. Uh, but either way, guys, show me one of those dog tickets. Show me one of those unders. First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. Sweat so Sharp Contrarian plays all night long. I wish you the best of luck. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Uh, we got one bet in MLB. And, again, I'm excited because I keep looking at my odds page. I got NHL lines in front of me. I got NBA lines in front of me. It's a great time of year to be alive. It's a great time of year to be betting on sports. I also, also want to mention, did you guys notice what episode today it is? 666. Whew, that's kind of a scary number. Hopefully we're not jinxed here. Uh, but uh, hopefully it goes the other way and we got some good, uh, good juju and good vibes. But, as always, guys, my parting words. Stay sharp. Stay contrarian. Bet against the public. Place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with. The smart money never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not. But it's going to win a majority of the time long-term. So that's where we want to be. We want to be with the pros. We're going to cash around 55 to 60% of the time. And if we can do that, find that sweet spot against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be successful sports bettors long-term. So wish you the best of luck. Enjoy your Monday. Hope you cash some some bets here tonight. Let's go boys. Let's go under. Let's go O's. Uh, And as always, uh, do not forget, to tip your ticket writer. Have a great Monday, guys. Good luck.